Hello everyone, good morning and happy Wednesday. Welcome to episode 5 of Anything with Amrita. I'm so 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 happy you're able to join me this bright and beautiful morning. I don't know where you're listening from today, but it's the sunniest day ever in Canada and I can already tell it's going to be a good day. I hope you guys are having the bestest week so far. It's honestly been such a hectic one for me. As you know, last Wednesday, I had my very first guest, my little sister Amisha on the show, and she turned 16. Not only did she get her G1, please pray for us, but we also ended up throwing her a 16 in quarantine party. The whole week was literally getting everything ready from the games to the drinks to the decorations and the cake. And honestly, with COVID, it was even more hectic. And if that wasn't enough, for some reason, it didn't click in my brain that editing a 40-minute episode was going to take much longer than editing a 14-minute episode, okay? So I was awake all Tuesday night, loving the episode, but hating my life. But you know what? It's okay, because we all make mistakes, and eventually we reflect on them, and you know... We go from being young and stupid to old and wise, which is hopefully the path I'm taking. (laughs) Speaking of reflecting on your mistakes, that's what today's episode revolves around, specifically keeping a physical copy of them. Actually, I lied. It's not just mistakes. It could be anything really. Thoughts, regrets, wishes, dreams, stresses, desires, anything. So without further ado, here is episode 5. Don't deflect, fucking reflect. A man by the name of Lee Wise, who must be wise if he has wise in his name, right? (laughs) Once upon a time said... Journaling is paying attention to the inside for the purpose of living well from the inside out. And honestly, I don't think the message could be any clearer. As you guys are well aware, I've had two extremely shitty years in my life. One of them being 2015 and the other being 2020. Now, both years were filled with a lot of hardships and turmoil, but 2015 felt a lot harder for me. And it could have been because 2015 was the first time I had ever dealt with mental health and chronic stress. Or it could have been the people I surrounded myself with. Which, if you want to know more about that, I highly suggest you check out episode 2. Shitty tribes is equal to shitty vibes. But looking back, in hindsight, I think 2015 was such a shit year because I didn't journal that year. Growing up, Journaling was a very consistent theme in my life. I was really young when I started and to be honest, I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember why. In the early 2000s, there were a lot of movies that came out with these nerdy to hot female main characters and I resonated with a lot of them in the sense that I was a really big nerd and I wanted my own glow up and I wanted to be just like them and weirdly enough, Almost all of them had kept a journal, so for literally the sake of having one, I kept one. And I didn't realize its impact until I grew older. In my childhood, I was 
really heavily bullied. And I don't use the term heavily lightly. Wow, that was an oxymoron, but you get what I mean. It was really severe. From name-calling to being picked on, having rumors spread about me to getting beat up, and eventually being cyberbullied, there was a lot that happened. And in another episode, I will share my experiences in more detail, but you get the idea. School was not a pretty environment, and till today, I genuinely believe my journal is what saved me. Honestly speaking, it became my safe space and sometimes my only friend and it was a place where I could write about my thoughts and feelings and what was going on and come to terms with it in a judgment-free place and it allowed me to let go of what was happening as opposed to bottling up inside and it helped me focus on what was in my control. Now, back to 2015, I was in grade 12 and in school, full-time obviously, While working a job, being the social events, which was the event planning position in my school council, and broadcasting for my school's robotics team while dealing with my own family issues. So you can imagine, it was really hectic and just like a normal person, I got super busy and overwhelmed and decided to stop journaling every night because I thought those 15 minutes weren't doing much for me. But boy... Was I wrong? I stopped journaling early in my school year and the effects were pretty immediate. I started to feel more and more overwhelmed and instead of having a safe place to reflect, I started bottling it all up inside and you add in a bad friends group and you got yourself a depressed and anxious little Amrita using not so good things to numb her thoughts and feelings. However, I eventually realized what I was doing was super unsustainable and not getting me anywhere. So I decided to start journaling again. Except this time, I wasn't consistent. I would only journal when I had a really, really bad day or a really, really good one. And it wasn't changing my life the way it did when I was younger. It wasn't until after my 18th birthday and during grade 13 that I became really consistent with journaling and I saw real changes in my thoughts and emotions in my everyday life. That 15 minute thing I eliminated months earlier because I thought it was a waste of time is actually what helped me get my shit together and remain accountable for my actions. Not only that, from time to time, usually whenever I feel super shitty or am having a particularly rough day, especially during COVID and during quarantine, I like to go back and read my old entries and remind myself of everything I've made it past and also remember that my track record for getting through my shittiest days is 100% so far. And that's pretty fucking awesome. So that's my little spiel on journaling and consistency. Now, besides the obvious benefits like being a brain dump or a source of reflection, the way I use journaling, journals also have a multitude of other benefits. Number one, also an obvious one now that I think about it, journaling can help you discover yourself. When you sit down and spend time alone with your thoughts and feelings every single day, 
Remember, consistency is key, people. You really learn about yourself and who you are and what you like or dislike and what makes you crazy or happy or anxious. And honestly, it helps you discover you. So if you don't know who the hell you are, journaling is definitely a good way to start. Number two, journaling can help you achieve your goals. I bet every single one of you has heard that if you write down your goals, you're more likely to achieve them. So here is your Wednesday scientific explanation as to why. In our brains, we have a bundle of nerves in our brainstem called the reticular activating system, a mouthful of words, that basically filter unnecessary information out. That system is the reason why when you are in a crowd talking to people, you can hear your very own name. That reticular activating system has deemed your name to be important. Now, what does this have to do with journaling? When you write, you focus that reticular activating system on what you are writing. And in turn, you process it on a deeper level and prime your brain for information similar to that. Meaning, when you write something down like, I am going to be happier, that system will focus on things specific to being happy and create a filter for being happy. AKA, you will see more happier things and in turn, it'll change your mood and subsequently your life. Number three, journaling can help you solve problems. For those of you who didn't know, we have two hemispheres or halves of our brain, the left side and the right side. I know it sounds pretty obvious, but here's the real kicker. The left side of our brain is known for being the logical and analytical side of our brain, whereas the right side of our brain is known for being the more creative and emotional part of our brain. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Most people in the world are actually left-brained or left-brain dominant, which is a great thing and not a bad thing at all until you get stuck on a problem, which is when you need to use the right side of your brain. Now, surprise, surprise, here is where journaling fits in the picture. Journaling actually activates that right side of your brain and it helps you find another solution. Number four, journaling can also help you sleep better. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to bed and spent most of the night rolling around because I have, especially in quarantine, and it's literally the worst fucking thing in the world to not be able to sleep. And through trial and error, I have learned that if there aren't any biological factors affecting your sleep, or if you don't have a shitty sleep schedule, it's probably your mind. Sometimes in life, we get to a point where we suppress our thoughts and feelings so much that we don't even know when something is wrong. And journaling can really help bring light to that. And finally, number five, journaling improves immune function, okay? Like it literally strengthens your immunity. And with the pandemic we're in, trust me, all of you guys have time for this, okay? In fact, a 2018 study found that expressive writing for 15 to 20 minutes a day, three to five times a week over four months decreased blood pressure and improved liver functionality. On the same note, many more studies have also found that journaling can help heal your injuries faster. Basically, when we get injured, we get a certain amount of inflammation in the body. It's obvious for things like broken bones or sprains because it literally bulges out, but for most injuries, there is a certain degree of swelling. 
And if that wasn't bad enough, when we get injured, we also tend to get stressed, which releases our favorite stress hormone, you guys know, cortisol. And it also increases inflammation, giving you twice the amount. Now, you might be sitting there wondering, how the hell does journaling help this? And it's simple. Journaling helps to reduce stress, which in turn reduces cortisol and actually helps us heal faster. If not faster, then at the correct rate. Now, you might be sitting there going, okay, Amrita, I get it. Journaling is important and I should probably try sometime, but how do I start? And I got you guys, okay? I have two ways that I have equally loved, maybe one a bit more than the other, but nonetheless, evenly-ish. The first way is actually keeping a journal, like what I did when I was growing up. And if you're confused about how to go about it or how to make one or how to keep one because... I know it's hard to write down your feelings or you just don't know where to start. The Center for Journal Therapy's website has an acronym that can help you write. Not as in left hand and right hand, but write as in write that journal. W-R-I-T-E. Oh my god, I literally feel like I'm in a spelling bee right now. But write, that is literally the acronym. The W stands for what's going on. I don't think I need to explain this because it's pretty self-explanatory, but explain what's happening. Next, you have R, which stands for reflect, as in reflect on your thoughts and your feelings. How is this situation impacting you? And if you're having a hard time feeling, take a deep breath and focus. You might not mentally feel an actual emotion, but pay attention to how your body feels. If you tense up or feel knots in your stomach or sweaty hands, make note of that. That's your body's way of communicating to you. Following that, you have I, which stands for investigate. As in, investigate if that is all or if there's anything else. Oftentimes, our thoughts are coupled with other things, so other unaware feelings may pop up. After that, you have T, which stands for time yourself. For a journal to be effective, research shows that you must journal for at least five minutes a day, which in the grand scheme of things is less than 1% of your day. And finally, the E stands for exit strategy, as in figure out what you can do to help your situation. Can you add something in? or remove something from your routine, figure it out and make sure it's actionable so you can take matters into your own hands and fix your life. And the second way, the current way I am journaling and honestly, the most time effective, it's literally perfect for people who are lazy or just don't have a lot of time, is the five minute journal. Another thing, which by the way, I have successfully checked off of my vision board. So that's on making a vision board. But back to the topic, the five-minute journal was created by two entrepreneurs who wanted to add something simple yet effective way to be happy, and I couldn't agree more. The way the journal works is every single page is split into two parts, with a section you fill in the morning and a section you fill in the evening, totaling to about five minutes. The morning section asks you about three things you are grateful for, three things that would make your day great, and a space to write a daily affirmation, which when combined together help frame your mind towards positivity and gratitude every day. 
The night section asks you three things that made today great and something you could do to improve your day, which help you end off your night on a happy and reflective note. You can buy this journal almost anywhere. I bought one off of Indigo before, or you can buy on the app store for $7, which is the same as your Starbucks coffee. So it's up to you to prioritize what's important to you. Personally, I have been using this journal for the past six months and I have noticed a significant difference in my well-being and mood. I've also noticed that the daily affirmation section comes in handy every single day as it's something I repeat to myself all day long and the three things that can make that day better always come true for me. It's honestly like I love attract them into my life. I remember I needed an MRI done last year for my injury and I hadn't heard back and if you don't know, MRIs have a super long waiting list. And that day, I literally wrote it down on my journal that what would make today great is getting an appointment for my MRI and within the hour, I'm not even fucking with you guys, I got the call and I got my appointment. And when it comes to the nighttime, I find that the section that says what you can do to make your day better helps you recognize patterns or maybe things you do that are not helping you. And for me, a big one I started realizing was not sleeping on time, which once I saw it consistently popping up every night, I realized my sleep routine is something I needed to fix in order to be happier. So if you're sitting there wondering if there is something you can do today to improve your mood and well-being, just like DJ Khaled would say, journaling is a major key. Alright guys, that's the end of Don't Deflect, Fucking Reflect. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to give this a listen and for supporting this podcast. I can tell you right now in my five minute journal, one of the things I'm grateful for is all of you today. Remember to tune in again next Wednesday at 8am for another episode and make sure to follow or subscribe because it lets me know you're enjoying this. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at Kumar. And once again, if you are interested in being part of this podcast or would like someone else on here, please send me an email at anythingwithamrita at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram. On the other hand, if you want to be a little more low-key or if you're feeling a little bit shy, you can find an anonymous submission form linked in my Instagram bio. Until then, stay blessed. Reflect a little every day and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Mm-hmm.